I don't know. I was telling some story about you and your husband. And I was like, I knew y'all were going to be all right. Because I think what it was is I knew Nakota's a good man. But more specifically, your honesty revealed to me that you were not like in some Disney, you know, fantasy. You were honest about what your situation was. But at the same time, you love that I man. Know. So I appreciate you guys. And I'm pleased to meet them people. It's probably my cousins. So meet my, my cousins. <laughs> oh, it, it is your mama. Okay. Well, it's Nakota's cousin. Meet them too. <laughs> So, but I just want to thank y'all for being here and things like that. But um, you know, let's go ahead and get started. You know, I'm kind of curious. You know, what I mean, you know, um, when did you guys? I mean, come on, it's obvious. I did the flyer. I didn't say y'all was black, but I put a picture in there, right? So people saw black folks in camping. So what's up with that? What's that story? How did y'all get story? Can somebody tell me the story and how these black folks started camping and not just doing it, but doing it very well? Sonia, you got this. <laughs> You know, it's, I guess, so I would camp periodically with my best friend, Teresa. I think she's actually on tonight. And um, Nakota is, is. I wasn't doing it. Yeah, you he, know. Just wasn't, he just wasn't about that life. So one year um, we were going, we wanted to go celebrate our friends' nuptials in Charleston, South Carolina. It's the weekend of a big race, the Cooper River Bridge race. And there was no hotels, but our friend, their family has a large amount of property. So I suggest that we camp and everybody was like, yeah, I don't know about that camping thing. I don't know about that camping thing, but um, I convinced Nakota to do it. We borrowed um, my friend's gear and it wasn't the smoothest camp trip. It wasn't okay. the smoothest camp trip. We had to have some reality check moments. Um, at a certain point, you know, you can choose to be happy. You don't have to be miserable. You can accept Bruh, your conditions. She she's skipping everything. Look, man, <laughs> one. Which part did she skip? She skipped everything. <laughs> I was trying to tell the short story. Right, right. So it, it was, you know, we were struggling in our marriage, and we've been going to this counselor for um, a few years at that point, and. Um, we were still like really. Just we were trying to make other. it work. We right. were just trying we, to make it work. Desperation kind of last straws thing. Um, when we were having this one canceling session, um, uh, she asked for us to say yes to each other. Whatever the other person was saying, she wanted us to say yes to whatever that experience was. And this was around Christmas and when it first started. And um, um, longer story short, once that um, uh, March rolled around, Sonia came out with the suggestion of um, we want to do the Cooper River Bridge race, which is the second largest race in America behind, behind the Peachtree. Peach yeah, the Peachtree <laughs> Road Race. Um, and uh, we were going out there to hang out with some friends, um, but we didn't want to stay in a hotel. They suggested um, their, their, that we could use the property. Now, the, the problem was at this point, as a country boy, born and raised, horse pastor, Virginia, uh, mm-hmm. I had fully converted over to downtown ATLian, right? And yeah, I mean, you fancy. I know you fancy, so come on now. Right. Yeah, he was into the art galleries, you know, the yeah. lounges and restaurants. He's still into the art galleries and the lounges, so keep going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah shout out to Zukai. But um, at this point, you know, I had just bought uh, my midlife crisis car, which was a you BMW sure 650 grand coupe. And, you know, it was it was potent, but it was uh, Sonya wanted to borrow Teresa's tent, stick it in my car and then drive it down this muddy road out to my boy's property. And in your BMW? Brand new to me. BMW. Wait, <laughs> Calvin, Calvin, please don't instigate because that is like long gone. <laughs> oh, oh it, it's still painful. It's not like it's still painful. So don't rub it in. <laughs> don't, don't rub it in anymore. But yes, we had his, his almost brand new, new to us BMW out there. And in the dark, in the mud, in, in the, the rain, mud, in the rain, in the wind. And I'm like, what, what, why are we even out here? You know, I'm not feeling this scene. I wasn't feeling her. I wasn't feeling being oh on goodness. this uh, camping trip. It was like, for me, I'm like, you know what? I, I don't see this life. Yeah. And, like, why are we even doing this? Right. And it, w- it was just like the Snickers commercial. You know, 
Um, and Sonia was like, she had to pull me to the side and she asked, she said to me, um, you can choose to be happy Uh-oh. in this moment, which is also advice that our therapists have given yeah. us. We you can, can choose, choose to, to be, be happy. happy. We don't have to live in this, in you know, your condition. Yeah. You don't have to, um, um, we know how we got here, you know, as far as our marriage was concerned, we know how this experience of camping in the rain, the dark, and all of the things that put us in this moment in time. And yes, it's not pretty. Um, mm-hmm. It's dark, it's muddy. Um, my marriage is in very much the same kind of rut, um, but you can choose to be happy. Okay. And at that moment, you know, I went to bed miserable because uh, I had chosen to be miserable. And um, I woke up the next morning and I made a conscious choice to be happy. And I chose to embrace the environment, uh, the conditions. And by the time we left, which was 24 hours from that moment, um, I was hooked. He was hooked. He was like, forget borrowing Teresa's tent. We need our own tent. Not only do we need need a truck to carry it in. And I'm like, ho, 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 pump your brakes. Oh, and that's where Frank the Tank came from. In case you guys want to know. Behind me is Frank the Tank, right? It's the infamous camping. I mean, you want to tell me about Frank the Tank, Dakota? I mean, because I just had to put it up here in my background. Tell us about Frank the Tank. Uh, you know, Frank how did you guys get from that point to Frank? So we we went on a few camping trips. We rented a few. I, I actually off-roaded a Prius. On uh, we rented one, and I was like, "The hell with it! It's and out see, here." Now Dakota's leaving out part of that story because he's like, "Look, if we're gonna do this, we are not driving my car out there, yeah. and we need to buy a truck." And I'm like, "Let's just." It sounds like he all in now. He's all yeah, in. Yeah, he was. Right? He was all the way in, and I was yeah. like, "Let's just spill it out. We can rent a car a couple times to see, you know, see if, we, gonna go. if we really like this thing." And at that point in time, we were going camping like every four to six weeks. And I was like, okay, this really is sticking. So we can get the truck, Frank the Tank. So Nakota did like an exhaustive amount of research. Yeah, I was looking for everything. Range Rovers, uh, Forerunners, uh, any and every type of vehicle that had four-wheel drive, it was on the table for me. And uh, the more I did homework, the, the more it pushed me towards getting a 80 series Land Cruiser, uh, QKA Frank the Tank, uh, which is a 1997 triple lot uh, Land Cruiser, which is okay. uh, in Africa terms called a technical because you can strap a, a heavy duty 50 millimeter uh, gun on the top of it. And oh my goodness. Yeah, so, you know, Calvin, you know Nakota, and a lot of people on tonight know Nakota, and you know that he doesn't really have step with anything. If he's going to do it, he's going to go, like, all the all the way. So yeah. when we were looking for a truck, I was like, okay, we're going to get an SUV, you know? <laughs> we even looked at an X5 at one point, still standing okay. with family. But he was like, oh, no. Oh, X5 from, from, from the sports coupe to the X5. Okay. Yeah, yeah, which which you know kind of made sense, but he was like, "No, we're gonna get some. It's gonna run over anything, and it's gonna it's gonna be our end world vehicle." Yeah. And that's what we kind of built Frank out to be, um, our take us to the edge and back vehicle. You know, I I love the story of Frank because I remember when I think you retired him, and I saw so many posts of you changing brakes. I think you put a new engine in Frank, new tires, new seats. <laughs> Frank, you know, Frank became a family member. Yeah, Frank, Frank was very <laughs> It was like, whatever it needs to run and run good, we got to put it on it. Yeah, so like, like to your point, we have a lot um, invested in the truck. So it okay. really is like a family member to us. Yeah. That's all right. So tell me something. Let's um, shift. Um you know, tell me about this glamping thing, these glampers. You know, for people who don't know camping, they don't know glampers. Tell me about um, what is glamping? What is Staples Intent? You know, I got my, once again, I got my merchandise on for the people, right? So this is the high, super soft cotton, you know, very thick. It's it's kind of gold, but it's kind of purple, I think. You know, maybe royal gold and purple, I don't know. But t- tell us about glamping tell us about staples intent you know i mean how'd you guys get to that point because now you go from point where nakota is like not committed he's all in and now you guys got staples intent you got merchandise tell us about that 
So I just need a point of clarity. <laughs> I know you're in Dakota, are the bros. I know y'all Omegas. But I, I think it's purple and gold. I mean, it, it looks purple and gold to me. <laughs> the shirt is, is blue and gold. And that is really paying homage to where it all began for Dakota and us at North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University. Hey, a t-shirt? <laughs> oh man, I was okay. Okay, I, 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 mean, I mean, we do have the letters on the front of Frank. <laughs> so yeah, Amen. we met fell in love at A and T. But glamping, glamping is glamorous camping. And most people, when you think about camping, you think of sleeping on the ground, being uncomfortable, being cold, being hot. You know, eating beans out of a can or, you know, a hot dog roasted on fire. That's that's like the basic what you think about. But um, for us going outside, we like to bring as many of the comforts of home outside with us. And you know, eat good, drink good. Yeah. You know, have great music. That's that's the whole moment when you, you know, with camping, a lot of people mm-hmm. are based in trying to survive and mm-hmm. you know, rubbing sticks together, get a fire going. Things like that. Nah, that ain't. We ain't about that. Like, we ain't trying to freeze in the cold. We ain't. We ain't trying to do nothing. We're trying to live good. So we bring the things out um, to be glampy. You have to be comfortable. So we're, okay. we're. Our whole focus is like be comfortable, but don't be camping comfortable. Be as comfortable as you be at your house. You know, go as comfortable as you want to be. As you want to be. As comfortable as you want to be. And yeah. I think that's to say, you know, camping has so many different levels. You know, what we do is camping we bring our own setup and we're self-sufficient. So we have our portable toilet. We Sometimes we have a water heater. Um, we have, we've had an air condition at some point, um, a cot, air mattress, all these things. But for some people, that still ain't glamping. For some people, they need like the big bell tents where, you know, they come and everything is set up for them. Yeah. That is also camping or, um, or that's also glamping. It's just different. Yeah. So how far you want to take it? But how far do you want to take it? In taking it that far, it's also level of effort and how much you want to put into it once you get to your campsite. You know, do you want to spend two hours setting up a very glampy thing or do you want to set something up that's a little less glampy all the way down to camping? Yeah, that's a that's a good point, because, you know, depending on your commitment, your level, or if you're starting at the beginning or whatever, I, I hadn't thought about it, but your comfort level. Right. It seems like you, you want to do the thing, but you also have some level of comfort you want to preserve. But tell me about this, because, Nicole, I know I know chatted with you and you talked about, you know, your initial experiences when you get out there and you're you're managing your resources. Right. You know, <laughs> electricity, you know, power, you know, cell phone, battery, things like that. I mean, even though you can't, you're glamping, you're still kind of, you know, not plugged in. Right. So, so tell me about in the beginning, right. When you guys first started camping, you know, um, did you guys take everything with y'all, you know, the microwave and then where you are today? Ooh, great question. Uh, as far as I think st- starting with the resources, we, what you learn as a resource is essential, essentially when you run out of it or you don't have it, how inconvenient your life becomes. So electricity, um, which is powering up your phones, uh, lighting, your headlamps, any of that kind of stuff that makes your life a l- way less um, complicated is why that would be considered an essential resource for us. Um, water, it don't take but one time to run out of water for you to recognize that you don't want it to happen again. And what would be um, electricity, water, and wood. wood? Oh, yeah, I know, right? And, you know, whatever is necessary to stay warm or cold, you know, cool. Mm-hmm. So those are the kind of things that um, we have learned over time um, you have to manage or you're going to suffer. And that's that's just really all of what it is. We recently went up to uh, for Christmas, our COVID Christmas, um, and we set up a, a little Christmas tree oh, and we had some lights on it and everything. And we had a battery that was a gold zero battery that was about 75% charge. We put it on the Christmas tree lights and left um, and came back about an hour later and we had lost that battery. It was completely empty, a mismanaged yeah, resource. Yeah. So those are the okay. kind of to learn over time that you have to have a grip on and then food. Yeah. But you know, in the beginning, when we started camp, excuse me, when we started camping, um, 
I don't think we took as much as many items yeah. that needed resources. So we would mainly be concerned about keeping our phone charged. So we would just carry small, you know, battery packs, yeah. the same okay. things that, you know, we do now when we're away from home. So our batteries won't die. But now because we go out longer, um, we have more things like we did a month cross country this summer. Wow. Never, yeah. We, we did a whole month during COVID and we were able to do it because we carried more things like our refrigerator. We have a refrigerator that goes in the truck. So, you know, even during COVID, we were able to um, maintain our food and everything without going into grocery stores, you know. Ah. Yeah, propane gas, uh, we carried enough, and which is also a resource that you can mismanage. But yeah, yeah. Those, those are the kind of things that we've gotten to. But when we were younger in it, um, a battery pack, I think a Mr. Buddy heater, which I got from my sister, Tamika. Uh, thanks, Pooh. And uh, <laughs> I think it was um, in a, a cook, a propane cooktop. That was essentially okay. what we started with. And then a blow up mattress that we got from um, Walmart. And we were off to the races with our tent. And yeah. over time, uh, we started replacing things that <clears throat> was either the right for long-term use or just, or something that just made more sense. Yeah. So but when you first start out, uh, you, you just a tent, mattress, table, propane heater, something to cook on, a, a cooler and some wood, and you can be out there um, at least yeah. in an attempt. Yeah. And I think also, yeah, when we first started, um, one of the things that we did, we camped a lot of state parks, which state parks in general have more resources. Um, Uh, You can get a a campsite with water and electricity right there. So you don't have to worry about it. Um, But now we just we look for something different in the outside. We're really looking to disconnect and and get far, far away away from people. So we tend to camp places that don't have as many resources. But for someone first starting. State go somewhere that's easier with resources. Yeah, that's a great recommendation. You know, state parks. I know during Christmas, you know, I took the fam to a state park, and at a state park, there were definitely different resources there. So, I guess your recommendation is for anyone who's looking to start camping or glamping for the first time, just check the local state park. Definitely, that's the best way to go. Great. So, so I have a question that's more of a a soft question, but I think it's you know, I believe some some of these things kind of you know, you live life and all of a sudden you, you get robotic, but sometimes you have these aha moments, you have these epiphanies, you have this, wow, I really kind of walked away with something. So, you know, from where you guys started, how would you say that, you know, camping, glamping has helped or affected your relationship and do, you know, you guys always camp together? Uh, We have become a better team uh, since we started before, I think we came in really from the day one start when we were out in South Carolina and that story we just shared. Um, we were uh, going through the process of fundamental team building, which we eventually formed the construct of our marriage as it exists today. Um, you know, we both sort of had our strengths and weaknesses and we played, I played to my strength and sort of, Sonia tolerated my weaknesses and vice versa. <laughs> you know, uh, she played to her strengths and hid her weaknesses. And as the camping experience forces you to be codependent, you can't go out. You know, there there is enough effort that's put into it that every person that's on the trip has to carry some weight in order for the experience not to be miserable. And you can move into where you can thrive. So um, we started, you know, Sonia's strength is um, putting up tents. You know, she's the uh-huh. So why would I come in and try to do some extra manly? I'm the man. I should know where the tent is going. Um, that's not my strength. You know, I can uh-huh. give her some perspective, what I think on it. But if she's like, hey, I think that the tent should go over here. All right. You, you know, I'm playing to your strength. And those were the kind of nuances in the relationship that has materialized more and more. And we ended up bringing those experiences from out in the woods to inside the city, inside of our home, where we now, you know, use all of the tools of 
I'm going to play to your strength on this. And um, she plays to my strength on that. So it is a lot more teamwork and team cooperation, I would say. Yeah, I, and I agree. I think, you know, we definitely still have our challenges. Most people do. But um, yeah. camping has really allowed us to gain different types of appreciation for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Nakota said, when we when we go out, I feel like it's a little easier for us to work through issues and work through problems because uh, we're in a high stress moment and we don't have time to argue. You know, you you mentioned it earlier. We have been on the road and changed alternators. We've been on the road and had um, your life and death experiences. Yeah, regularly. You, you, you know, I'm going to ask you about that uh, <laughs> uh, um, dangerous situation. So keep going, um, Sonia. But I want to hear about. Um, this um, adventurous, dangerous situations next. Keep going, Sonia. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when we're in stressful situations, um, it it really does allow us to do that team building. And we try as much as possible um, to bring some of those lessons learned back home with us. You know, I love that story because it's real, right? I mean, you call it play to your strengths. And, you know, I see a lot of times like some people like, oh, I'm the man, I have to do this. I'm the woman, I have to do this. You know, I remember at one point in time, I had this belief that, hey, you should never, ever, ever touch a woman's kitchen. It's like, it's blasphemy. It's a sin, right? But, you know, it's ironic, right? But it seems like camping kind of helped you guys really grab that, hey, you know, I have these things that I love. I have these things I'm passionate about. And I have these things I'm good at. And me, if I'm looking at Sonia, I've always seen her as a girly girl, right? As a princess. So, but, you know, silly me to think that I, right? She's like, no, I'm in charge of, you know, putting up tents, Nakota, go away. I mean, do you have to say that or do he just kind of know his role at this point? I think it's something that's been learned, you know, when (laughs) (laughs) it has, it's been learned because, you know, you go through those growing pains initially where it's like, okay, He's trying to take the lead and I'm trying to take the lead. And we eventually figured it out that, you know, okay. the t- is my strength. Like driving is Nakota's strength. I cannot drive. Yes. But driving is this guy. He loves to do it. Yeah. So why should yeah. I come in between him? Yeah, me too. Driving relaxes me. And my dad's a driver too. I mean, so I think I got it honest. Yeah. It's a very relaxing thing. If you give me some great music like you got going tonight, Bro, I can stay in the zone for hours. Yeah. 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 Well, that's that's great, Sonia. Sorry to interrupt you. I just like to jump in every now and then. But it seems like, you know, you know, you guys have kind of figured out your, your flow. And it's great that you guys have that experience that one is mutual. And that's one reason why I wanted to talk to you guys, because, you know, everybody go through hard times. Everybody go through a rough patch. Right. Absolutely. But to be able to find something right that you guys can agree on, that you can invest in, that you can, you know, really focus your any intention on. I mean, that's just awesome. Tell, tell me this, Nicole, dangerous. Oh my goodness. You say near death experiences, right? I don't know if you exaggerate or, you know, if you were like scared itless, right? T- tell us about, I mean, is, is camping dangerous? I mean, come on. I mean, what, I mean, what's going on? I mean, you're clamping, right? It seems like you would be in a comfortable spot. So t- tell me about it. Camping with Nakota is dangerous. When I go, we're <laughs> like chilling. Like, no it depends on personality. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> but Nakota and the off-roading adventure does introduce danger. So yeah, feel free. It, <laughs> yeah, you. The uh, I hadn't heard this part of the story, Nakota. I heard your side of it, but it seems like there's a different part of the story now. Please do tell. <laughs> I recently have come into the understanding of the fullness of Sonia having a completely different perspective uh, on life, life in uh, death situations. And um, yeah, I, we, the the cool thing about where we camp now, you know, we were saying that we go to more and more remote locations. Well, the destination is the end point for me it's the journey and if the journey takes us up the side of a cliff that has a 15 2000 foot drop eh, so be it <laughs> we're still going to the top of that cliff exactly and there, there have been some hairy moments uh because oftentimes it's, it's a one track and the road is is a to call it a road is a loose term and uh, there have been some points where we have like had those conversations where like, this is where we die and I love you. And Sonya might be crying snot bubbles and 
you know, and oh. we pull it out. <laughs> Calvin, there have been numerous times where. Oh, I, I heard these stories. I need to come visit. I, I need to get more of these stories. We need wine. You know what I mean? Yeah, we need some, and some gummies. And we just need to talk because there's some more stories stuff. that I haven't heard about. <laughs> Keep <Call> going. <laughs> but I think just to be clear, that is not camping. Camping, <laughs> camping is very safe. <laughs> Nicola is a thrill seeker. And with with Frank and our other truck guy, he really <laughs> you, you're getting a kick out of this. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, Nicola really is a thrill seeker. And a lot of times um adventurous things get introduced into camping where, like you say, we're driving along the side of a cliff. We're even like even like shipping our truck to Columbia, we did that in 2019. And there were several now, Columbia, South Carolina. No, oh, the country. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Like what a drug log. Yeah. yeah. Oh, OK, yeah, you're a thrill sicker for real. I don't know them people, but keep going. <laughs> <laughs> don't need it. But we, we had a wonderful time while we were there. Yeah. So all that to say, you can introduce you know, more risk and more danger into camping, but camping is a dangerous. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you share that, Sonia. The reason why I'm laughing because, you know, I talk to Nakota and I always tell people there's always two sides to every story, Absolutely. right? And I've learned as a listener to listen to the story and I'll be like, yep, you're only getting that side of the story, right? That first person. But in hearing you talk, I'm giggling because I'm like, Lord, that's the other side of the story that Dakota ain't told. So that's why I'm just laughing because I always notice another side of the story. You don't know what it is, but what you have described is, hey, there's camping and then there's Nakota, right? Two different things. <laughs> right, we, you know, so, the, the, so we have now recently um, come to the realization that we are overlanders. and. Okay. Um, this is essentially long distance driving with some uh, camping experiences all along the way. And you really want to okay. do other countries because you get this cultural immersion, food and all of these aspects. Mm-hmm. But um, in having these overlanding experiences um, is part of the reason why we got Frank the Tank or, you know, now we're on to dot because it's a. Uh, a lot more capable than what we had. So, somebody on there, but um, so we 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 have made this journey over into overlanding, and the Colombian experience was where the overlanding thirst was first put in our mouth. And um, you know, we were doing some fairly advanced four wheel driving um, okay um, ter- territories and. It, it was just a wonderful experience, man, to have overall. But there were a number of times where we were certain that we were going to die. And not of, not all of it necessarily was because of my driving. Uh-huh. A lot of it was the conditions. Yeah, Colum- okay. Colombians, in general, Colombians all drive as if Very they crazy. are trying to get their uh, wife to the hospital because uh, she had a baby in the car. It reminds me of Dallas, Texas, but yeah, they just call that a commute. Yeah, there's nothing like it, bro. The, the, because the road law, the um, the laws for driving are suggestions, and mm-hmm. it they only apply in the event that someone gets in an accident or dies. So you know, just because you have a green light doesn't mean you have a green light. <laughs> you know, it's more so, like a proceed with caution. Yeah, yeah. everything is proceed with caution. But the other question you asked us, Calvin, um, was do we camp, do we ever camp um, by ourselves or do we ever camp apart from each other? And so recently, just like January for my birthday, I went on my first solo camping trip. I had been on camping trips without Nakota before with my um, friends, but this was the first time I was like legit all by myself. And Nakota, yeah, he's done a few camping trips. By himself, but um, I think for me, Nakota like really has a need and a yearning to get out in the woods. Sometimes, specifically now okay. during COVID, because we live in the middle of the city, you know, we don't have a yard or anything like that. I he, can't see my family, <laughs> right? You know, you just just need to get out and kind of escape. But I like really enjoy being at home sometimes. So I'm like, just go. 
you know, just okay. go, you can go camping, you know, by yourself. And so you went on yours. Yeah. And so um, as a result of me trying to convince him, it caused me to kind of check myself. Like, Sonia, well, you ain't ever been on a camping trip by yourself. So what's up with that? And I went and I really enjoyed it. Um, enjoyed the freedom that it affords you to just be by yourself and be on your own time. Um, it was nice. Me time. Yeah, that, yeah. And that's essentially what a solo camping trip is for me is a time where I can pour into myself self-love. If, if you want to sit there and work on your feet and dog toes, you know, try to get them boys pretty, or you want to whittle on some wood, read a book, um, nature trails. What For me, meditate. You know, I've recently got into meditation, trying to manage this uh, COVID-induced and Trump-induced stress uh, oh. poured into us. And, and, you know, being the whole 2020 was such a ish year that yeah. you know I it, it just left a lot to be desired and it got me to a point where um I en- ended up meditating and now okay. going out into the woods before you know the experience was about um bringing my music and all of the things that were comfortable well bro I get out there and recognize that the silence of the forest was wildly um, fulfilling and very healing and uh, nurturing in a way that I just fully didn't appreciate because I was always bringing my presence into the woods and it was more background and scenery for some, something that might be epically dope. But, um, you know, now I try to make sure that I give some forest bathing time where I turn off all electronics, all music, and sit there and just really um, enjoy the fire, um, which is the first TV. You know, we've only been separated from um, fires for probably, what, uh, 70, 80 years, the the advent of television. And before then, you think about it, all major things in our lives were centered around the fire, Um, whether it was um, families gathering, uh, funerals, weddings, all of these things, if we were talking deep into the night, we probably were around a fire. And so we have recently lost that connection within our generations. Um, uh-huh. I'm re- just now coming into it. And it's one of the reasons why we encourage, it's why we started Staples Intense was to help other Black people see that it's cool to go out into the woods and the things that you might <clears throat> find, these connections um, are highly therapeutic but um, um, also connect you back to nature that you've only been disconnected with for maybe two, three generations. You know, that, that that's real. Thank you for sharing that. Um, Nakia popped up a chat. Um, I know she happened to be getting ready to build a fire pit in her backyard. So she loves fire, right? You know, but I don't know. <laughs> you know, she's like, fire. But anyway, um, I'm going to open up for questions because, you know, we can talk all night, but I don't make sure that the people get a chance to ask some questions. I know I sent you guys some other questions, but, you know, let's um, open up, you know, for, for QA and chat. So if you have a question that you want to ask this uh, great couple, um, unmute yourself, uh, type it into the chat so we'll know that you um, want to ask a question if you need help getting unmuted. Um, but um, while they are unmuting themselves and getting their questions ready or typing them, I just want to ask you guys a final question as we wait for more questions. And as we wait for more questions, I may ask some of the other questions. So let's go to like the, the finale, right? So, you know, one is, you know, tell people how they can follow you guys, keep up with you guys, keep up with your adventures, things like that. In addition, where do you see yourself in the next 10 years? I mean, I love the story, right? You guys went from counseling to you know, say yes to one another. Then you went to camping and glamping. And then now you're in off-roading. Nakoda brings the danger. But it seems like you guys have evolved, right? What do you guys see yourself in the next 10 years, you know, when it comes to, you know, this new lifestyle, this new thing that you've created that's real for you and your marriage? So the first question, where can you find us? Um, we are staples like the office supply store intense we sleep intense so staples intense on all your last name is staples right yes our last name is staples so it's a bit of a um a double entendre because we are the staples and we sleep intense and sometimes things can get a little intense 
Yeah, it, just, <laughs> it, 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 it stays um, intense. Every time we go out, it's intense. But staples intense, staples intense. Okay, keep going. Yes. So um, we're on YouTube. Staples intense. Drop. <laughs> we video. Um, our website also staples intense where we post blogs, tips. How to camp. Yeah, tips on how to camp. Um, updates about our life and adventure and places just, that we've been and things of that sort. Exactly. Then suggestions Merch. for gear. Um, yeah. Merchandise. Get your Staples and Tent shirt. And black people off road shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and then on Instagram, we're also and TikTok, Staples and Tents. And Dakota, he just mentioned Black People Off Road, which is a community that we started to try to encourage and foster other black people and minorities to get outside and get off road because as I'm sure we, you all know that um, the outdoors is not typically a place that's welcoming um, or where black people feel welcome. Yeah. So we, mm-hmm. in part of our experience, we really do want to um, show positive images of black people outdoors, not ignoring, you know, some of the um, apprehension that we may feel, but really do show um, positive images so that, other people feel comfortable getting out. Yeah, we want to lean into that apprehension and um, go into some uh, dope spaces uh, and really put some black faces in some dope spaces, you know, and we have um, really found a lot of good allies that uh, also are interested in being these bridge builders to ensure that um, when Black people are out or they they want to make a communal experience and we want to help identify and highlight them as well. Um, And with off-roading as a result of us going to more remote locations, we had to learn off-roading, which sort of birthed Black people off-road, which is uh, um, what we just explained. yeah. And so, so the other question you asked is, where do we see ourselves in 10 years? Great yeah. question, Calvin, if I knew the answer, if I knew the answer. Somewhere, yeah. somewhere overlanding um, in uh, the great outdoors. We don't know okay. the country. Um, in this upcoming experience. Uh, Can I just say something real quick? Sure, sure. To sure. kind of bridge it. Get it. So- <laughs> she got to set it up, baby. It's <laughs> <laughs> just me and it. So... Like immediately next, um, Nakota and I, we are slowly, and I say slowly, like snail's pace slowly, um, beginning our transition into full-time overlanding. And if you ask what is full-time overlanding, we're going to make camping and traveling our lifestyle. Wow. We are in the process. If I pan the camera, you would see some boxes and stuff that, you know. What you're going to do with all that fancy artwork back there? I mean, I mean. uh I mean, so I'm, the I'm artwork, so confused. We, 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 <laughs> the artwork. artwork is going to go somewhere special. Yeah, it's going to be posted up in the tent or something. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, we're in the process of like getting rid of everything, save the okay. art, a few pieces. A we're going to sell it all. Yeah, we're going to sell it all and live out our dreams. So where wow. that us, whether it be to Africa or, you know, the, yeah, the first the first leg is going to be we're driving to the Arctic Circle uh, so that we can see the northern lights. And um, then from there, we will be making ourselves either coming back here, um, the, oh, not coming back here, but coming back into America and possibly making a trek down to Argentina, Argentina through South America, uh, excuse me, through Central America. But we haven't committed fully to the second leg of that which is the going to Argentina route, um, because we are also considering um, setting up shop in Africa and starting a overland trek uh, from there, going from south to north. Yeah. So go go ahead, Sonia. I'm sorry. Yeah. And I think all of this really is um, to kind of create some freedom to um, unchain ourselves to corporate America. Yeah, yeah is the house and the cars and all that stuff and really um, enjoy our life to the fullest. Yeah. So, well, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because you know what other people may not know is that both you guys or corporate America, right? People, it's not like you guys out there with some farm in the back, you guys are corporate. You know, I mentioned 10 years because around that time in our season, 
you know, we're thinking about retirement. We're thinking about the gig economy. We're thinking about what we're going to do next. So I definitely commend you guys on, you know, following your passion because we all kind of have to think about what that looks like. The good news is I can only imagine gig economy, virtual workspace. I mean, you guys are smart. You can do, I think, what, you're like a nuclear scientist or something, Dakota, and Sonia is like, uh, a nuclear physicist or something like that because you guys met in the physics the physics department right at a and t right yeah. right so so you guys are both like scientists right so you know i think both you guys have that <laughs> like who, who's the real scientist i just want to know uh oh, okay sonia sonia sonia's master's degree um in statistics i think sort of pushed her over the edge you know i okay. I, I think like I, a mathematician okay yeah i can't i can't i can't touch you know, statistics. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like Shaq is like Nakota said, I wear the white coat, the white coat, nuclear actors. I wear the white coat, but I don't do numbers. I get it. <laughs> but uh, th- thank you guys. Let's open up for some questions. So, who um, has questions for, for this great couple? Um, um, one of my questions, if they do consulting for new, you know, people who are interested, but, you know, tonight is just an open forum. So if you guys got questions, make sure you unmute yourself and let us know what you think. And um, if not, I'll ask some more questions. We're going to wrap up in the next five minutes, but go ahead, Sonia. There are a couple in the chat. Yeah. Earl said, oh, in the chat? Okay. yeah, his only fear is bears. And have we had any experience with bears? Um, yes and no. We have never seen a bear in our camp but but one of it's actually um, we've had we've seen two bears um early in our camping experience up at um chattahoochee River yes Road. we were driving down the street right we saw a bear and <laughs> I, I don't know what, and then most recently um, we had two bear experiences when we were out west which i think is the story that she's about to tell go ahead yeah so um, when we were in California, we were camping with um, some friends and <laughs> apparently a bear came into camp in the middle of the night and was outside of his tent. He sent us a text message at three o'clock in the morning like we was saying sleep. bear. The next morning we were like, we were asleep. Right. But right. the thing about bear. <laughs> and then we, we saw another cub shortly after that, uh, which you know, ran across the street. Yeah, we were and driving. That time we were, I think the concern was that it was a cub. And it's like, well, where, where is mama bear? So that was one of those times I was a little nervous and being like, yo, we need to get moving on. But um, once you get out west, the probability of you having a bear interaction is significantly higher. Um, than on the East Coast. Yeah, than on the East Coast. Okay. They have grizzly bears. Um, and black bears out there, but out here we just have the black bears, and they're normally not that big, not like what you would see out west. Um, and most of the times, they're really shy. Uh, they're really shy. Okay. Right, and I think with um, with the bears specifically, there are just ways of preventing bears from coming into your camp. You know, cleaning up um, after yourself at night. You know, from food, not leaving food and trash around. And then if you a bear does happen, there are also things that you can do, um, which one of the things I pride, we pride ourselves on, and I'm, I'm putting this all on the coda, is being prepared. When we went out to Colorado, um, Montana, which is bear country, he had bear spray, which is essentially like high-powered mace. Um, he also had air horns, which deter bears. You know, the, those little bitty ones that are just a little cylinder one, probably about okay. three inches. You get them from the dollar store, but they're like super loud. Eee! The ones that people do at the games and make everyone around the mat, something like that will do more. Uh, that works. Yeah. 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 But breaking out a gun on a bear. Don't do it. Yeah, you're just going to make it angry. Don't do it. Uh, the so wrong Earl, move. Yeah, so Earl, if you're interested in camping and you're on the East Coast, you probably don't have to worry about bears. I would be... Especially if you camp in a state park. Yeah. I, got you. I got you. I was I was born in Jamaica. I love the country. So I really enjoy your guys' story. Thank you. I, I grew up in Jamaica. Yeah. All I know was dogs, no bears. You, were you a bushman? Did you grow up in the bushes? Did you grow up in like... Oh, absolutely. I love it. Where I, I, my house was uh, bananas, coffee. Everything was on the land. Yeah. When I came from school, I would just climb a tree. And he, he's everywhere. a city slicker now, though. Don't let him fool you. He's a city <laughs> slicker, man. <laughs> <laughs> Make it a beautiful country. I, I am so inspired by your story, guys. So good luck on your adventure. 
Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah, Thank yeah, Earl, feel feel free to share some words and bless them on their journey. Um, uh, Earl is uh, my, my favorite deacon, you know, out of all the deacons I've known, he's the one I've kept in touch with over the years. So, you know, if you have guys that ever need well, some prayer know, inspiration, I, he's the guy. Thank, Thank you. I listen to you guys, and, and God, God has created us in our own image. As I listen to you guys, what I would advise for you, every time you move, every time you start off on a trip, pray. Say a word, say a prayer, say a prayer. And you'd be surprised how that, you know, you always say pray first and bring your Bible with you. You can't go wrong. The word is a lamp under my feet and a light up to my path. So he will, he will, the Lord is our shepherd. So keep him first. Thank you. All right. That's, that's, my, that's my two cents. Well, let's say thank you, Deacon. Thank you, Deacon. Who else got some questions um, for the team? You know, feel free to unmute yourself and put in chat. Anything else in the chat? Yeah, there's a couple. Um, Nikia has one in the chat. She says she's heading out west next week and her soul is yearning for Bryce National Park in Zion National Park. And she asks us if we've ever been. So unfortunately, we did not go to either one of those. There's so much to see in, you know, Utah specifically. Utah is a state with the most public land. I think almost 90 percent of the state is public land. So we went to um, Coral Reef National Park out there. We went to Canyon Lands mm. and I don't I don't remember. We, we went through there. Escalante, which is a national a national yeah. forest. But everything out there is beautiful. You're going to have a wonderful Yeah, time. even when you're not in a national park, you're driving down the street and it's just beauty. So you're going to have an amazing time. Yeah. And Zion is the best. Yeah, Zion is probably one of the most remarkable as well as Bryce. So you picked two really good um, places to go to. And um, it'll be worthwhile when you get out there. And it's, it's too much to do. Um, so however much time you got, you probably need three, four more times than that. Uh, so just enjoy whatever part of the canyon or whatever part of the national parks that you go to, because uh, they're life changing. And we we have learned to appreciate the beauty of our country from going out west and seeing some of the vastness of the country. I mean, it, going to Canyonlands and um uh, the Grand Canyon in general mm. is, I mean, the entire world comes to see it for a reason. And it's in our backyards. And I would consider it a bucket list. And if, you had, if you've never been and you want to be feel like you're sitting in the face of God, that is a great place to start. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Nicole. What other questions? Got? So you're good at grabbing that chat. I can hey, enjoy the chat. Oh, go ahead, Pops. What's up? No, I I had I I have a question, but I just want to tell Frank, I, I, I like that term Frank the Tank. Because you know, I'm from, I'm, yeah, I'm from I'm from the old school. You know me, I'm always working on stuff. So you know now he just confessed me into fixing up me something now. Uh -huh. I don't say that. Because see, my son know I'm always working on something. Now you I'm getting ready to retire anyway, so I guess I'm gonna start on my project now. Yeah, pops, 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 you do got all them fancy cars. Man, I got, got so much you know, stuff around my house. You, man, you, you ain't got, got nothing home. like Frank, though. You see Frank back yeah, there? Yeah, man. But I got Frank climbing the mountain back, in, back there. Yeah, but I got stuff <laughs> all back in the woods. Sometimes I have to take a hole back there just in case something crawl, but I'm going to fix it up, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I love y'all story. I really do. And, uh, man, y'all just, I mean, y'all, y'all, I'm very proud of y'all. I mean, I, I love the story. Uh, my son, uh, he always asked me to get on this stuff, and I, and uh, I'm learning something every week. I get on here, and I'm wondering what I'm gonna do. And uh, I, y'all can convince me on, you know, I'm I'm gonna start going doing just what y'all do, just what you said I do, what you love to do, <laughs> do what you love to do. Yeah, yeah. I, hey, before hey, I came on hey, tonight, hey. before I came on tonight, I was working on somebody else's stuff. Cause I get a phone call every day. I get off work, man. I got something broke down over there. I gotta go there and fix it. You know, and I got all these toys at my house. I never get to my own project. <laughs> yeah. But I love yeah, y'all's story. I really do. Yeah, you know, Pops, don't let Nakota fool you. You know, he a country boy, right? You know, he got down yeah, to Atlanta. That's, that's how they I get when they get to Atlanta. Atlanta. They get all sophisticated. Well, they the get them a thing, woman uh, thing knock with me, natural hair. Yeah, the only thing knock me <laughs> do, you know, because I'm from the creek called Bath. You know, don't uh -oh. worry about the bear. You know, we, we even talk about the bear because he'll tell you, I'm Grandpa Bear. I don't play. <laughs> That's me. That's my nickname, Grandpa Bear. What time is it? He'll tell you. But mm -hmm. no, I love y'all's story. 
and uh, man, hey, that's that's a great story. Thank and you. I, I, and I and uh, I I love to hear things like the couple that y'all going through right now. I mean, that's very inspiring. So I'm very mm -hmm. proud of y'all. Y'all stick together, you know, and uh, ain't nothing but hope in your life. You, it hope will take you a long way. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Thanks, Pops. Thanks, for, thanks, Pops. Yeah. Thanks for that blessing. Thanks for that blessing. Yeah. Thanks for joining yeah. us tonight. Who else we got okay. live? We got any more questions? Yeah, there's a, a Karen. She asked about bringing a firearm into the state park, and she's curious about the bear situation, not to start a, <laughs> a gang war. So, um, yes, you can bring um, firearms, but you do need you need to understand which state park you're in, um, which state. You know, every state has. Uh, different laws and Georgia is a, um, a carry state. So as long as you have it um, out, you can, but we also have concealed carry. So we can always bring our firearms, but, um, and once you go out West, uh, you can certainly carry firearms because you're oftentimes left with figuring out your own protection for wild animals that are out there. So uh, it's just one of those you do need to understand depending on which state park you're in. Yeah. Um, but I do want to reiterate specifically for bears: do not try to shoot a bear. Do not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm hey, 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 hey! My, my dad got a story about shooting a bear, but keep going because I think he learned that lesson. But keep going. Uh, the, yeah, I mean, you it. have to have like a high-powered gun with a yeah. big bullet in order, to, yeah, in order to really impact a bear. So if you repeatedly shoot, yeah, if you're shooting with your regular nine millimeter forty-five, all you're gonna do is make the bear angry. It's like stinging it like a beast. Yeah. <laughs> And he ain't going to do nothing yeah. to get mad. Exactly. So, you know, really try to choose places where you feel safe. Um, state parks, yeah. um, a lot of places, if you haven't heard of hip camp, hip camp is like private property. So a lot of times you're in um, a more of a controlled environment. Not that um, the animals care, but. Yeah, not that the animals care, but, you know, you're not necessarily in the middle of nowhere where animals roam more freely yeah. so and if you are in a place to have bears get your bear spray get an air horn but don't try to shoot the bear do not it's a recipe yeah. in in bears they they're like crazy fast uh you know and you're, you so you're not going to be from what i understand if a bear is like 100 yards out from you by the time you see it and if it's running full speed at you um, by the time you are able to un get your firearm out, locked and loaded on the bear, it is you're probably going to get one, maybe two shots on it. So, yeah, that sounds about right. Response, yeah, the response time um, for a bear is crazy. So, for us, um, if I was reaching for anything, it's going to be the air horn because I know it's like crazy loud and um, bears do not care for loud noises. So, in the end, y'all. Let's make yourself bigger, but I ain't gonna lie to you. If I see a bear coming to me, I don't know that my that part of my brain is gonna kick in. Ooh, try to scare a bear and wave my arms at it. I I, I cannot say that. But um, yeah, I, I wish I wish Willie was here so he can tell him about his encounter with a bear as he was out running in rural count um, area. It's a funny story, but my pops got a story, and I think he did have a high power weapon in the military when he encountered a bear, but I don't know if he was running to the mama bear or the cub, but um, we're going to let the documents, you know, determine that. But anyway, uh, let's um, get a couple more questions and, you know, thank you guys for being here. Oh my goodness. You know, Sonia Dakota, you know, I echo the sentiments that have been said, you know, I admire you guys, even though when I came to stay with you guys, when I first moved to Atlanta and I gave you guys those cheap um, calf lawn, you know, knockoff plates, y'all may still use them or whatever.